What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Freefall Podcast, Episode 4. I have here with me a chief of the Vanceboro Police Department in North Carolina, Mr. Jared Keys. If you'd like to introduce yourself, Jared. Hey, guys. Uh, like I said, I'm the chief of police at uh, Vanceboro Police Department, small little town agency uh, in between New Bern and ECU, which is uh, Greenville. Um, yeah, I mean, small agency, but uh, we got big hopes out there, though. Yeah, man, that's uh, pretty insane. Uh, we went to uh, BLET together, which is basic law enforcement training, right. uh, Craven Community College um, here in North Carolina. And, uh, you know, we go way back. We're, we're day ones, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy to see how far that you've you've come in uh, such a short amount of time, really. Yeah. And the youngest uh, police chief in uh, North Carolina. That's correct. That's insane, man. Yep. Congratulations. That's appreciate awesome. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I got sworn in July of last year. In fact, the the, uh, the chief at the time, um, you know, he, he'd been there for 16 years, I believe, and uh, just came to me one day was like, hey, man, um, so I'm going to hang it up, thinking about, you know, just doing my own thing. I was yeah. like, all right. I'm like, well, how would you feel about me being a chief? He was like, I'd support it. So, I mean, he gave, he, he gave me a lot of the confidence yeah. to – to really try for it, because mm-hmm. you know, you know, someone as young as me, yeah, I would have never thought. Intimidating. When you when you think about someone being a chief, you think about some peppered gray hair, <laughs> yeah, or some man. Older, you know, older, some seasoned, um, seasoned, you know, yeah, some veteran, older, older person that's been around the block, you <laughs> yeah. know. And I, you know, you, you've heard the term, especially in law enforcement community, especially with older people, they say you've been serving since breakfast. Yeah, you know, for sure. I, I, you know, at this point in time, I'm. Seven years seven in, years. so I've been serving since lunch. Which, <laughs> which is, which is interesting, right? So seven years, it doesn't, it's not a long time in this type of field, but it's still a long time to do anything. And seven years, and you know, you know yeah. your shit by now. Oh yeah, seven, seven, and I'm still learning my shit. You yeah, know, that's the thing. Is, Always continuing to learn. Oh yeah, sure. and you know, in seven years, you know, the law enforcement aspect has changed so much. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, from policing the community, from you know, policies being written in, you know through legislate, uh, legislature, mm-hmm. you know, so much has changed in seven years. Yeah. You know, so it, it constantly adapting, you know, but as a person, I've changed from the, the moment we were in B-Let until now. Goofballs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to conduct yourself as yeah. a professional at all times, yeah. you know, usually. But you still have that side to you, right? Oh, 100%. That's, I, I, and I, when we talked a little bit before we started the uh, the podcast, but... You, it's cool because you're still able to keep, you know, the core of who you are. And I think that's part of the reason people were, were comfortable and why you got the position because you just stay true to yourself, man. You oh, are yeah. you and you're not changing just to, to appease other people, which right. is valuable nowadays because mm-hmm. not a lot of people do that. No, you know, there's no. a lot of a lot of politics, a lot of fake delusions, uh, people saying what they think they're supposed to. and They don't really feel that way. And I think people can, you know, sense when somebody's a bullshitter. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, I mean, it comes with a job. You got to know, you got to know how to read people, mm-hmm. you know, just like when you walk into a room, you got to read the room, yep. you, you got to read the people, you know, and, and the only thing, the best thing in life is just being true to yourself, not mm-hmm. anybody else. Don't you know? Amen. You know, if it, it doesn't matter how other people perceive, it's how you perceive yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. at the end of the day, you know, you, you have to have your own back. A hundred percent. It's the only person you can count on at the end that, of the day. And that's another aspect of law enforcement's change. You know, back in the day, a lot of people, you know, said that, you know, being in law enforcement was like a brotherhood. That's yeah. that's changed. Yeah. You know, you have small factions, small little cliques within the agency, depending on how yep. big the agency is. I agree with that. And but the brotherhood per se, that's not existing. Mm. Not today anymore. You know. Um, you know, people say, or right, if you're if you're a law enforcement officer, you get pulled over, you're you're not gonna get a ticket. That's mm-hmm. not true. Mm-hmm. I got pulled over. Nonsville County got a, t- a ticket, you know? <laughs> That's crazy. And uh, I've noticed that too. I, I still had to go to court. Yeah. You know, I, you know, so. That's a good thing though, right? It is. It is know? a good thing. It, it, being it held is. accountable no matter what. 100%. And I agree. In, in fact, when the when the law enforcement officer gave me my citation, mm-hmm. I looked at him and I said, I appreciate you for doing your job. That's Thank good. You. That's awesome. You know, and you didn't feel spiteful. That's the best no. thing too. And 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 maybe that's part of the reason why you're able to get in this position at, at such a an early age because you don't have that ent- sense of entitlement. Like a lot of these guys who've been in the business, yeah. who've been in their career for you know decades, they're like, mm. "Do you know who I am?" Right. They have that entitlement, and that's not good in a position of authority to have right. entitlement like that. 
man, be humble. That's the most that, mm-hmm. that's the most important thing I can tell anybody mm-hmm. in any type of position, whether it's law enforcement, whether it's you know working at McDonald's. It doesn't yeah. matter. Just be humble. Yeah, for sure. Know? Because there's so many people in this world who 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 would love to have with you what you have. Oh yeah, dude. You know, be humble. That's awesome. Yeah. What would you say to uh, somebody? Let's say they're they're going through a police academy anywhere around the country right now, or anywhere around the world for that matter, um, and they they're looking for guidance and they they want to follow in your footsteps and, and achieve you know uh, a lot in a short amount of time. What would be their best thing to focus on? I know you just said being humble, but what other characteristics should they try to emulate? First, the first question I would ask them is why? Why would you want to get in law enforcement? Okay, that's the very first question. If it's to drive fast and shoot guns, you're yeah. in the wrong profession. Yeah. It's just you're not going to get what you want out of it. A lot of people's reasons for joining are that yeah, action. And I think they're the ones that don't really make it. Or, yeah, they or do, they get in trouble. Yeah, they skate by until yep. they do get in trouble. You know, for, for me personally, my drive to get in, into law enforcement was, you know, coming from where I came from, mm-hmm. I didn't have any role models growing up, zero. I mean, okay. I had you know, a few, you know, from school and whatnot. And, and I took a little bit from each person. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was my kids. You okay. know, I wanted to do something that I felt like my my, my kids would be proud of their dad to do. Mm. So that's the first question I would ask is what is your, what is your drive? What's your motivation to even do it? And then once you, once you find out what that is for you, mm-hmm. my first advice would be to, you know, obviously be humble, never forget where you come from. Mm. Um, Always be, you know, you know, never put yourself in a situation where your integrity could could be questioned. Mm, you know, such a big one. Your integrity is everything. You know, your word, your name is everything mm-hmm. to you. A man's only as good as his word. Hundred percent, mm. especially in this line of duty, mm-hmm. in, in this in this line of work, it, it your your name is everything. You know, and say you you work for one agency your whole life, mm-hmm. but all these agencies around you. If you have a good name, they'll know about it. Mm-hmm. If you have a bad name, that stretch is gonna is gonna go even further, mm-hmm. you know, than agencies around you. It's hard to hide who, what your true character is in such a raw profession. Like yeah. you see the raw realness of people because emotions are super high, responsibilities are arguably the highest of any profession. Definitely, and you can't fake your true person for only only but for so long. Exactly. So if you if you are a bad character and you're 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 in this type of profession with this responsibility. Uh, you, it's only a matter of time before you know it, it hits always the fan. happens. It always happens, you know. Mm-hmm. And you see it. I mean, in my short amount of time of being a law enforcement, you see it happening so many times. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. Even, even people we went to be let with their yep. true colors finally came oh, yeah. out, and yep. they got exposed for who they were. You know, we saw it, but they didn't see it, and eventually it caught up to them. Yeah, we definitely know? saw it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Not going to say who, but we know. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> taking it all the way back to, uh, to your roots, what, what's your story? How did you, you know, how did you get to, cause I met you in, in Bilet. Obviously I wasn't from this state. Um, and we met there, but before that, what's the, what's the story of Jerry Keys, Chief Keys? Man, oh man, it's a rocky road. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a slippery slope of a story, man. Mm-hmm. You know, originally I'm not even from here. Okay. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. Um, I lived there, you know, until I was about seven or so. You know, during my time that I was there, you know, I got an older sister. Um, and it was my mom. So it was my mom, my sister, and me all growing, you know, growing up. So okay. That's that's who that's that for a long time. That's the only family I really had. Okay. You know, I got aunts and uncles and grandmas. You know, but uh. You know, my mom was, she was in and out of trouble a lot. You know, mom went to prison, mom went mm. to jail, you know. So, you know, some of my earliest memories that I have aren't great memories. And, you know, I don't really have too many good mm-hmm. memories growing up. Yeah. You know, and even when I tell this story, I tell people all the time, every time I tell this story, I had every right to be a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, and people, once they learn my story, be like, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I didn't conform to that person that people wanted me to be. Mm. You know, so I, I can tell you one of my earliest memories is you know, I think I was four years old, three or four years old. Mm-hmm. My mom was in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went to jail for uh, for stealing some 
some food from a market to feed me mm. my sister. That's tough, man. Because uh, the guy that she was married with, he was a crackhead, mm. you know, and so he didn't care about anything so, other than so getting r- high. So real rough, like not people will be like, oh, I came from you came from like a real rough bro upbringing. Like the, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's so. That's, why my mom's crazy. in jail? Yeah, I think she she spent like five or six days in jail before she was able to bond out or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But for five days, my sister didn't go to school because the mm. crackhead wouldn't put her on the bus. But not only that, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we ate peanut butter and jelly mixed up in a metal bowl. Mm. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's all we had. It's that tough, first man. day, I'm like, hell yeah, this is great. Yeah. You know? And then you're like, peanut I want some butter, food. jelly time. It was great. <laughs> By day three, I'm like, peanut butter, jelly time. <laughs> the song ain't carrying the no, same tune. <laughs> no, it's not. You know? You know, so that, yeah. You know, and, and we lived in these apartments in South Carolina where there was like shootings going on, mm. there was stabbings. You know, I remember looking outside one day and the whole dumpster outside was on fire. You know, mm. people just out there just setting stuff on fire. and Like uh, stuff in a movie, man. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it, it was, it was. And this isn't, guys, this isn't a story about some dude that's my friend that I'm just interviewing. This, guys, this is a chief of a police department and these are his roots. All you people out there that have excuses. I had a rough upbringing. Right. I had a rough childhood. It's all bullshit. Yeah, I mean, not to say that your your story isn't bullshit. You can, but your situations it. that you allow yourself to be in, it's is right. bullshit. It is. You know, it's, it's your mindset, man. You got to change your mind. You can't conform to the to the person that people expect you to be. Like I said, I had every right to be a piece of shit, mm-hmm. and I just just decided not to be that person. You know, I, I for me personally, and I'll say I was scared to be the person that people. Mm-hmm thought I was going to be, you know, yeah. addicted to drugs, in yeah. and out of jail. I'm not built for jail. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm too pretty for jail. <laughs> I'm not built for jail, man. I can't do it. I can't. I worked in the jail. Yeah, you know, no, soon. they're they're the real the people. I, I like to tell this to people, too. The, uh, this is one of the, just a side note, but people will be like, oh, man, that dude, you know that dude, he got in a fight in the bar the other week. He's the baddest dude I know. And I like, I like to reemphasize, guys, the worst people, the toughest motherfuckers you're going to meet, they're in jail. They're 100%. in prison. You're they're never going to meet them. No. <laughs> they're the real ones. No. <laughs> you don't want to go there. You've no. never you've never been around somebody and look somebody in the eyes who's a, who's a real killer cuz they're scary, dude. Yeah, it's funny they're to say scary. that. When I worked in the jail after I graduated B-Let in 2015, um there was a guy who was who was in there and he he was an inmate at the jail. No one fucked with this mm. dude. Dude was quiet, mm-hmm. and uh, but no one fucked with him. Yeah. He, he was facing, uh, you know, some pretty serious charges. I, I want to say they were, um, uh, like doing something with some children or whatnot. Mm. So he was he was facing some serious charges, but not. Like, they don't like that stuff either. No, and that's the thing. People in jail don't like pedophiles, Mm-mm. but they wouldn't fuck with this dude. Mm, Why? That's crazy because he was a. Three-time world champion black belt, you oh, know, man. and this dude would roundhouse you from across oh, the other side, God. you know. So no one fuck with him. That's crazy. So like, yeah, like I don't care who you are. The there's, stigma there's, didn't even matter. They're yeah, like, yeah, hey, <laughs> there's people in jail it's way tougher maybe, than you. Maybe the next dude. Yeah, <laughs> but that's uh, crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, like I said, you know, going back to my story. Yeah, it. Uh, you just can't conform to that person that people want you to be. Well, congratulations know? for overcoming that, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure that trickled into, you know, continual problems. I'll probably followed you for a while, but it looks like you definitely overcame that and and you 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 know, you're doing a tremendous job for yourself and uh, I think anybody that in this applies to any type of career, guys, um, this is a perfect example and that's why I wanted to do this podcast. That's why I wanted to have him on here. Um, other than the fact that we're good friends and what he's doing is amazing right now, but like he is, he's not like he's 55 years mm-hmm. old. He is young, 31 years old, sworn in as the chief, mm-hmm. uh, youngest in North Carolina. Again, that's admirable. And his story is tough. Like he has a, a rough story and he didn't let that, uh, take, make, make a difference. He just no. overcame it. Hell yeah. Super, super cool. Yeah. It, you know, um, you know, there's so many, there's so many stories I can mm-hmm. tell you from my oh, yeah. childhood, man. Yeah. I mean, 
from from seeing people come inside of my apartment, pistol whip my mom, mm. rob her for the money and drugs that she had. Like a movie. Oh yeah. Straight <laughs> like, up. Actually like a I'm movie. like I'm like six years old pointing at this dude's gun. I'm like, what is that? He was like, Oh, it's just a paper gun. Mm. No, I don't want a paper gun. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that until I got older around. So all these experiences, right? All these these pretty terrible things. Um, do you feel like you would be sitting here today if they didn't happen to you? You know, the world's full of what ifs. You know, you, you never really know. But I, I would say to that question, I think a lot of the challenges and a lot of the, you know, the, the experiences I went through, through a, as, as a child, through my childhood, I think it, it molded me to the person I am. You know, the fear of being that person mm-hmm. that people in the society thought mm-hmm. that I would be. You know, and almost expected you to be. Yeah, you know that that fear. I, I guess from all these experiences in me, you know, it molded me to who I am because I don't want to be that person. Yeah, you know, and you know, I had to adapt and overcome a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, you could say if I didn't go through those situations, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of person I'd have been. Yeah, you know, who knows? I might have been fearless. You know, True. And, and and got into more shit. Yeah, uh, having a healthy fear because you see what's out there is is uh, beneficial. Hundred percent. A lot of people are like, "Oh, I want to be fearless." Mm. Mm. Fear keeps you alive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the healthy fear. Healthy fear. I instill that to my kids. Yeah, my kids. My kids love me. Mm-hmm. They respect me, but they fear me. Yeah, and it's a healthy fear. A healthy fear. A, a, res- a respect. Oh, oh yeah. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, you know, and so there's a lot of that nowadays. You see parents like I'll see it a lot too at work or just out out in public, and the kids are just little wild animals, and you can see that there's zero control, yeah. and that is going to translate when they get older. They're going to be little shitheads, and they're going to grow up to not respect authority, and then guess yeah. what? They're yeah. going to have to learn one way or the other, and either you know, y- y- parents got to raise their kids, or you know, the world's going to raise them, right. or law enforcement's going to raise them. Dude, I mean, it's funny you say that, man. When I was at SRO at uh, local middle school here, it has changed so much since I was in, since you and I were in middle school. Mm-hmm. Drastically, I remember. Yeah, I remember my teachers saying, "If you don't act up, I'm gonna go home. I'm yep. gonna write a note to your mom." Yep. Out. Okay. I'm fearful. Good. Oh my god. I'm done. God. Yep. All right, you got it. Nowadays. Now, kids walk through this through the halls and cuss the teachers out. Mm-hmm. I remember kids literally selling drugs in middle school. Mm, oh, yeah. They were literally selling little dime bags <laughs> in middle school. Little shits. And I remember thinking to myself <laughs> in my office, I'm like, I did not expect this yeah. to be happening it's crazy. in middle school. You know? The world's a lot different. And then, you know, you, you look back and you have to, like, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of it is actually attributed to the... Uh, opioid opioid epidemic. Yeah, a lot of these kids that are in school right now don't have a structured home. Mm-hmm. Either they don't have a mother, they don't have a father, they don't have both. You know, yeah. either either parents are dead or in prison. They're being raised by grandparents mm-hmm. or aunts and uncles, or a case may be. Yeah. So a lot of these kids in school right now are so angry, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are fearless. They don't have no fear. Yeah, they've they've seen, been, they've seen a bunch of stuff already. They're yeah, tough. They're yeah. tough little kids. And. And one of one of the one of the kids that was in my school actually did CPR on her mom mm. when she overdosed, and that little girl remembered me. Mm. Um, her and I, you know, she she loved me. She loved coming to my office. I would talk to her, you mm-hmm. know, you know, mentored her, mentored her a lot, and um, you know, it just. But she, she's actually doing good. She she's actually one of those people that's not molding. To the person that people assume she you can kind of tell in an early age oh, too yeah. if they just got it's like hard to explain that just you just have that like spark that's like you know what I have every opportunity to to be you know a pos in life and I'm just not gonna do it it's just right. like a good heart yeah and it's I wish we could figure out what some of those like uh, like triggers are to to make kids not want to follow in the footsteps of what they see or what they're exposed mm-hmm. to, but it's really hard to figure out because I haven't, I mean, I've been around, I coached youth through the police department, youth league, and I was in a rough area as well. And a lot of these kids, man, they, they had no parenting at all. No. It was just, they were angry. They'd be, I mean, I broke up like t- 10 fights the first day of practice. Jeez. 
they're just angry little kids and uh, they have no guidance, but they no. were completely different by the time we were done, you know, when I was done coaching for that first year. But I, I couldn't f- figure out what it was. It's not like there's a, a, uh, like a cheat sheet to see like, oh, this kid's going to act this way. It's really comes down to like what kind of a person you are. And it's really interesting because I wish there was an easier way to kind of guide the youth, the troubled youth. Um, but it, I haven't figured it out yet. No, there's no cheat sheet. There's no cheat sheet to raising kids, to being a man, to mm-hmm. being a father, you know, or, or being a married man. There, there's no cheat sheet. You know, the only thing you can do is take from what you've learned till you got to that point. And as once you get to that point, you continue learning. You know, mm. when me and my wife first first got together, we fought like cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. But it's the, we had to learn each other. So, mm. you know, when I first became a father, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew how to change a diaper. That's about it. I mean, it's it, it's on. The, it's they made instructions for changing diapers. Yeah, it's on the box. <laughs> okay. And uh, so I learned how to do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, even today, you know, my oldest son, he's nine and my youngest son uh just turned seven a mm. couple of days ago happy b-day bro mm. and um you know so i'm still learning mm. you know watching watching kids grow up and, and it, that's a magical thing pretty magical isn't it bro it's crazy little little little, little beings i'm telling with, you bro with the crazy saying the craziest stuff thinking the crazy <laughs> my kids walk around the house saying d's nuts now bro. <laughs> swear to god my my wife fucking hates it <laughs> And so she's got two kids. Her youngest is three. Oh, that's funny. This little dude saying it, you know, he fucking <laughs> loves me. That's a little mini me. And that's awesome. And uh, for a little background story on the the when we went to be that long time ago, the uh, what was the name Weldon? The Weldon the Great. Weldon the Great. Something came in the mail today. These nuts. Oh, I mean, we said that every day, all, all day time. long. It was so funny, man. It was. So, it was also that's what's so interesting is. I feel like I was so young back then. It was oh, what, yeah. six, seven years ago? Two, two, 2015, so Saul do the math. Yeah, I'm Saul. a cop. I don't do math. <laughs> so I was like, what? what's going on? Where am I? I was playing on my iPad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but but uh, I was, dude, I've learned so, like being an officer for for those three years changed me completely, and I can only imagine what it's done for you. I mean, obviously we can, we can see, but like um, so valuable. And uh, we were just, like little just goof goofballs yeah. man but we never we never really lost it Mm-mm. um but we just kind of grew, grew and transitioned to like a more polished version but, it's, yeah. but dude it was so fun man hell yeah such a such I a great showing time up, like when you when you were in and you'd be on the call and i'd show up yeah <laughs> when you were working at a different apartment yep. yeah yeah oh, it was so cool too it was man and we would we'd always bust out with that first joke yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you. Yeah, oh, you motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> All that right. was so funny. And the instructors never, training day. They were so tired of it, too. They oh were like, just gosh. shut up. <laughs> you know, they're still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would, too. You remember Rick Barney slapped that piss out of me? Mm. Oh, yeah. God oh, almighty. Uh, on, on the. Um, on the uh, the range? No, no. That, he got mad at you, too, in the range, remember? No, that, that was. That was um, uh, Billy well, Jewel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But no, we were in class and we were doing interviews and whatnot. And he was like, "Hey, Keys, coming to front of the class." I'm like, "Okay, mm-hmm. what's this about?" He's like, "Leave your glasses on the on the table." I'm like, "What? <laughs> this oh, ain't yeah, gonna go good. <laughs> this ain't gonna go oh, good." Oh, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, so I'm standing up so there blind as a bat, and he's like, "So when you're having a conversation with somebody, you always want to keep their hands up. <laughs> when you keep their hands up, yeah. you can always wow, yep. just slap the shit out of me." I'm sitting there like we were all like, "What's going on?" Yeah, is this allowed? I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) Like, you remember when you remember when uh, you remember in uh, subject control when they they did the common peroneal nerve on me and they were dude, you could hear a pin drop, bro. I'd never been so much pain in my life. That was the worst shit ever. They were trying to prove a point. Yeah, yeah. Remember he was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that yeah, so subject control is like physical, like physical, you know, like arrest combat, arrest techniques. But they didn't they did an example on me, and they just you have a common peroneal nerve, like any MMA guys out there, like combat sports guys. I don't know what I'm talking about, but if you've never been hitting your common peroneal nerve on your leg, like a dead leg, it's the it's the most painful thing ever. And uh, they did what like twenty 
knee strikes well, we on had each to, side. Well, yeah, on I you. I couldn't even move. Yeah, yeah, on you. The whole class was just dead quiet. And then after that, everybody had to practice on everybody. Yeah. So that was even so, worse. It was so crazy. Yeah. And then they were like asking us, why can't you walk today? <laughs> well, yesterday we had a common peroneal kick. It was kind of tough. Like it, it was pretty tough, like the driving for me. You did really good at the driving. Oh, I love the killed driving. It, man. I remember you that. weren't even sweating. I was. No, I had so man. much anxiety because oh, I, I just, it. I just evidently I can't drive. Well, I can't now, but like, I don't know. I remember, just couldn't. You remember who was worse? <laughs> <laughs> Drove straight through the car. <laughs> I was like, you know, it's ten we points like... <laughs> off every time you hit a cone. You don't gain ten points every time you hit a cone. It was one. It was one of those where you already know you lost. <laughs> you're just like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm gonna keep you. <laughs> Straight up yolo did. Oh, you know? that shit was too funny. Yeah, man. the driving man. That was that was the most fun part for yeah, me. Yeah, that was like, good. Everybody, and not not trying to throw shade on anybody, but everybody was kind of timid and scared mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. And I looked at Rick Barney. You know, he was he he's the instructor out there at Bilet, and he taught he teaches the, the driving out there. I looked at him and I was like, I said, uh, Mr. Barney. This, these are only cones out here, mm-hmm. and this ain't my car. Mm. And that's, I was, that was, I was your mindset. yeah, I was sitting in the driver's seat. He said, yeah. he said, keys, don't you tear my damn car up? And I took <laughs> off. Me up. I took off, man. Yeah, no, that was that was cool. But that was also kind of your personality. I noticed because uh, one thing I will say about it, because I like to, is it different now? Because back when we were doing it, we didn't know who was going to go where, Mm-mm. so it's hard to say no. who's doing it, who has the right mentality, because everybody had very different personalities. But looking back, you you just you went after it. Every everything, um, everything that was difficult, you just like you gave it your all. And a lot of people gave up. Yeah. Um, Cause and, and but that's know, what it takes. You know, for me, my drive wasn't there. It, it, coming to class every day, it was the it was the look Rick Barney gave me every mm. day. He was like, "I'm gonna make this motherfucker yeah. quit today." Yeah. I see it in his eyes yep. all the time, and it took so he long too. to prove it. He was hard it. on you. Yeah, man. Because you were actually like you're in pretty good shape now, like. I'm still fat. off topic. I'm no, fat, I mean no, you're. Hey, hey. <laughs> now, so, I mean, I got arms. No, bro. when I, you were in like Bila, you were out of shape. A hundred percent. Yeah, you yeah. were out of shape, yeah. and now you you've you know you're in shape now. Uh, I'm just but stronger. he but he didn't like that though because he was like <laughs> tough no, like that because he had already he'd already said he's people had already told me he's gonna weed the fat people out. Yeah, and that, that's like, what I've heard. And so when I saw the look on his face when I was in there, you know, people had already dropped out, and even about probably. Two weeks in, he enjoyed let, weeding the, the yes, out of he shape loved people it. out. He fed off of that, he, and yeah. I could still see it in his eyes. Like, yeah. I'm gonna get this. He couldn't break you. Class. No, and I, but <laughs> I gained his respect. Yep. You know when he when he didn't break me, and look where that led to. Yep. He didn't break me, and uh, you know I stuck it out. Imagine know. that in a society, a place where somebody tries to break you, and they're hard on you, mm-hmm. and you didn't get a participation trophy, and it made you into the person you are today, and you're accomplishing a lot. That's crazy, right? Hundred percent. Super crazy concept. <laughs> I know, right? We didn't even get participation trophies. No. He, he he just literally physically beat like they beat us. Yes, and we Ever became uh, happy, successful people. Mm-hmm. Weird how that works. Some of us. Some of there, there's an asterisk in that. <laughs> some of us, because well, some of us just brought it on ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think in, in our class we graduated with like maybe fifteen people. Some of us almost got a beat down. Yeah, by some of us. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. But uh, I think uh, Hopper, you know, he he's high patrol now. Yeah, Cre- trying to keep up with some crazy of them. man. Not only did he grad- go through our B let, you know, they couldn't do the fast track for him, so yeah. he had to he had to do the full course at SHB. Yeah, hats off to those people who do SHB, man. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, they're a different breed too. So though. not only did he get beat up at our school, like a few months later, he joined SHP Academy and got beat up there. Yeah. That he liked tough. it though. He was yeah, tough, man. Yeah, he he was one of those dudes where it's like he's the type of person that needs to be in law enforcement. Just yeah. a tough, good-hearted. Like there's no other persona, no hidden agendas. Like yeah. that dude's just a good dude. Hundred percent. If man. everybody could be like him, it would be perfect. But yeah. not everybody can. Nope. You got to weed some of the some of the bad ones out, and they end up you know leaving or doing yeah. something else. Luckily, or getting in trouble. But mm-hmm. Martinez, he joined the Navy. Yeah, he he just hit me up the other day actually, yeah. uh, wanting to do training. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, he's he was he was like always my partner. Every yeah, because we were the two Real, biggest guys yeah. in there. And he's in, I mean he's he's probably in better shape now too. Oh yeah, I think 100%. I seen a picture of him the other day. Uh, what's his name? Uh, he's in Pamlico County. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, he's doing good. Yeah, he's a good. He dude. got deputy of the year. So he started working with uh, Newburn. 
Started oh, really? working. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that. What year? <sighs> Probably same year. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But it, they let him go, and then went oh, to Pamela. Yeah, I do. I do remember that. And yeah. they, he got deputy of the year out there. So yeah, you know, not every agency <laughs> is for everybody. Yes, that's another thing too. That's no. that translates to regular life, not just law enforcement. No. Just I, because honestly, I wish you had came to Craven yeah. County. Do they ever try to recruit me? Yeah, I just was. I don't know. I just wasn't meant to be doing that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I, everything happened exactly as it was supposed to. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of did. I kind of glad I didn't. Uh, highway Patrol was really after me. One, there was a Highway Patrol I like remember. recruiter one time at oh, yeah. uh, the, the jail. one that came to be lit. No, it was oh, just okay. a random one at the jail, and he had a prisoner with him, and he was so caught up in his speech trying to get me to convert that he left his prisoner there, just left him in the room and, and left. And then they were like, uh, "Whose prisoner is this?" And he'd forgotten him. I just totally that spaced out because he was obviously a recruiter. But Jeez. I was just like, damn, y'all really are hurting for people. Mm-hmm. You're that unfocused. You left a damn prisoner. God, I'm right. <laughs> I've but, left my gun there to jail before. <laughs> dude, I forgot my gun so many times. <laughs> like three miles away from the jail, just like, you know, go to light a cigarette. I'm like, oh, oh shit, that's a God. bad feeling, too. That's yeah, a bad, it yeah. can be a, a very bad feeling. Good thing there's lockers and stuff you can leave. Yeah. But yeah, definitely done that. But yeah, I mean, um, a prisoner though. We uh, this area was pretty rough for a while. They had like that that gang war and stuff like that. They indicted yeah. a bunch of people, so it's a, it was a little more chill towards the end yeah. of when I got. Out. I don't know how it is now, but it seems to be a little bit better. They keep yeah. it under the wraps, though. I hear people like there'll be like shootings and stuff, and you don't hear about it. Yeah, yeah. I Try mean, to keep it, you know. Yeah, when you good. when you were still in that, we were still going through that opioid epidemic. Yeah, the so there was yeah, there was overdose. Is it really bad? Is it still bad in this area? I think it's country, countrywide. It's like it's kind of leveled out. Has I it? would say, you know, as far as the overdoses go, I, I I would say there there is a spike going on right now. Mm-hmm. But I remember, you know, 2017, man, every weekend, mm-hmm. like I remember this one weekend that I worked from Friday to uh, Sunday. We had twelve overdoses in mm. one in one shift, just for us. And I, of those twelve, like seven of them were, you know, that's crazy. Were deceased, and that was horrible. Yeah, it, it's just getting spiked with like the fentanyl, and just yeah. it's so freaking dangerously powerful. Mm-hmm. It's scary stuff, man. Don't do drugs, kids. It's no. really bad. It's fentanyl, it's man. Different, it's different than used to. You you can you can die. You can put fentanyl in anything. <laughs> it's scary. You put it in a pill. You can put it in your marijuana. You I think put I in... got exposed to something one time or something along that. Like I rubbed my arm on a couch and it was like a, a house like a that had that in it. And I think I literally just got skin contact and it was really, we sort of still know it didn't get tested, but like, I think literally it's that strong. You could just brush yeah. on your skin. Oh, it can absorb into your skin. Yeah. 100%. You'll it's scary, overdose. man. It's yeah. scary. It's happened. But yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's you know kind of your journey you had a had a rough upbringing um and obviously it didn't you didn't let it uh dictate your story which is mm-hmm. super important um and any young law enforcement or anybody in you know first responder career um the stuff that we previously talked about like the integrity i mean that's go back on on and on that it's just so important man just be be an authentic good person and do the right thing it's so oh, yeah. it seems like it's so simple like yeah. you shouldn't have to say it but uh people get caught up in everything but what they're supposed to yeah you know and um yes there are bad apples in law enforcement for sure there's bad apples everywhere but you you by you being a a person that is full of integrity and a good person you you cancel the better you are the more you can cancel those people out mm-hmm. they don't you know they won't have such a bigger ripple effect yeah so when if you can manage to get yourself in positions of leadership like you have and you are a good person then the people underneath you are going to be good people too yeah, yeah i'm sure you, the people that you have working for you uh you you know can attest to that oh without a doubt man i mean you know Good thing for me, I have the the I'm in the position, I have the power where I can surround people with like minds around me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, we're a small agency. You know, I got three guys that work full time. You know, I got my sergeant, a corporal, and I got an SRO. And of those of those three dudes, I trust with my life. Yeah. You know, and they trust me, and that's a big thing for me. And I can leave that office, and I whoever's working, I don't I don't have to worry about them. I don't have to yeah. worry about them 
doing something unethical, mm-hmm. you know, doing something that's going to jeopardize, you know, the agency yeah. or, or themselves or me. I don't have to worry about that. They're mm-hmm. always, you know, I feel like the people that I have working there are always going to do the right thing. Yeah, that's a, you know, that's important. Integrity is is so so important. Yeah, you know, the community has to trust you. The agency has to trust you. Even the DA's office has to trust you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you ever get branded with a person who has, you know, the lack of integrity, yeah, you it follows you forever. Yeah, it's a stain that you can't wipe if off. If you ever arrest somebody, it's going to get thrown out. Because, yeah, you know, you, which then you become useless. Exactly, the, you might as well just not system. have this job. Yeah, without a doubt. And there's people that uh, you know try to keep it under wraps, and obviously there's politics and stuff like that. But yeah. um, you know, at the base level, like we are pretty much. Uh, the hand that in between like politics, justice system, um, yeah. and the people, and uh, the, when you you're, you know you're, you guys are the first first ones to show up. Mm-hmm. So if that's their first interaction is a bad one, or if they're getting somebody that doesn't have the best intentions, that's not good. Yeah. yeah. So and people do need law enforcement. I know everybody has their opinions on law enforcement, oh, yeah. and maybe you've had bad run-ins with some some bad officers or bad law enforcement, and that's unfortunate. That, yeah. and that sucks for you. I feel for you because it definitely happens. But at the end of the day, um, it's not your individual experience. People need to understand that it's not just your individual experience with whoever you had an experience with. It's the whole picture, and yeah. you got to think mo- bigger than yourself, and you got to understand that people need to be of good quality, um, and <clears throat> people aren't going to join. Um, people aren't going to join law enforcement if there's if everyone hates them. Like it's it, you're making it more difficult for no. everyone. No. So that's just something I wish would change and yeah i, I mean, guess we'll see it, if it does or not. i mean you know in this job you're gonna have people that love you you're gonna have people like you mm-hmm. charles gonna have people that fucking hate you yeah for you sure know? you know yeah. there's, there's people right now in in mm-hmm. the little small town advance we're right now who fucking hate my mm-hmm. guts and it's mainly because i've always done my job yes and that that's what the people who don't like you yeah is when you've done your job and you made life a little bit difficult for mm-hmm. them and so they feel like they got to put the blame yeah. On me, and that's fine. And the same people that want that favoritism and that like the that leeway are the same people that have been given that their whole lives, which is why they're in a position to have to need it. Yeah. If you're a good person and you're taking care of your p's and your q's and you got everything on lock, you don't need to have you know like any leeway when it comes to stuff like this. You just taking care of your business. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing to think about too. If you've had bad run-ins. <laughs> Maybe ask yourself why mm-hmm. uh, you even put yourself in that position um, and just handle your business, you know, yeah. and and hope that uh, good people will be in good positions. I think it's a big thing in politics right now. We have a lot of people that are big on, you know, uh, de- deceit, um, lying, and just like there's so much morality missing mm-hmm. in that atmosphere. And things aren't going to change until we clean it up, guys. Like you, you have to, like we're networking, you know, I'm giving him a voice it's not a huge platform right now, but you know, it's going to be on YouTube and, and people can watch this and uh, you can see he, he's a good person. He's genuine. You know, a lot of people would not even do this, would, would be nervous to even do this, like not want to put themselves out there. And you were just like, yeah, dude, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And, and think about that concept. He has nothing. If he had something to hide or if he was trying to fake who he was, would he want to do it? Would he be so apt to do it? I mean, no, no. <laughs> like no. that's how I know mm-hmm. that you're not hiding anything. And that's who you want in positions of authority and, and taking care and looking over people is people that have nothing to hide. That's no. awesome. You know, I hope that stays with you. I hope you don't change a bit when it comes to that. And I hope more people can see this. And, you know, if you're nervous about being in a position of leadership and you're a good person because you, you think you can do it, like do what you need to do to get there. Try your best. You can become, uh, you know, a chief at 31. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Standing. You know, this this job ain't for everybody. It's you not. Know, there, there's a saying that says some are meant to be the police and some are meant to call the police. Yeah. You know, find out who that person is first before you, yeah. you, you know, decide to do this job. But yeah, man, you know, you know, talking about, you know, um, advice I would give, yeah. a, you know, someone coming in, mm-hmm. other than your integrity, being humble. The next thing I tell somebody is be a chameleon. Learn how to adapt in every situation Mm. that you're in. Let me tell you what, working at uh, the sheriff's office, there's a big difference how you carry yourself and how you talk in, let's say, Vanceboro Mm -hmm. 
and how you talk to somebody down in Harlow. Mm-hmm. Harlow, not a people, you know, I don't know if you've ever been down there. It is, uh, it's a very uh, cultured group down there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very ethnic group down there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of African-Americans and they kind of, they, they kind of police themselves down there mm-hmm. yeah, per se. And you're, you're not going to go down there and have a conversation with them, you know, cause they, they kind of, they kind of push law enforcement aside. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're a young officer coming in this job, you got to be able to you got to be able to to interact with the same people, but you're not going to interact with those people down in Harlow the same way you're going to interact with the people down in It's a skill set. Uh, it's yes, something that they're not going to teach you in the academy. It's no, something you got to learn yourself. No. Something that is is taboo to talk about, yeah. but I'm glad that you're touching on that cuz it is very true. Mm-hmm. And uh people, you know, these conversations aren't had a lot cuz they're ner- they're nervous about talking about it, but yeah, you you can't you got to treat everybody uh, differently because they have different backgrounds. They have different yep. ways that they think. And that's just everybody in general. Every you got to you put gotta... yourself on everybody's level. If you come in this job and think that you're better than the people that you're going to these calls for, you're, you're going to find yourself in a long, hard career. If you're just like, this is the way it is. And I don't care what you right. think or what you've experienced or what you're going through. This is how it is. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not going to end well for you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I always said this, you know, even people that I trained when I was at FTO, when, you, when you're talking to people like country folk down in there in Vanceboro, you're going to talk to them like, you know, like, you know, kind of like you've been their neighbor. Mm-hmm. When you get down to Harlow, you need to talk to them like their family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's way different, mm-hmm. you know, and you've got to put yourself on their level. Can't be, can't be below them, yeah. but you also can't put yourself above them. And people feed off, you know, people can tell that, you know, you arrive on scene and you talk to somebody like, like they're a dog. Yeah. You're going to get that dog back. Well, that's the thing too. It's like uh, a lot of times uh, from my experiences, I would, uh, I would, I'd have some of the, the meanest, toughest dudes and I would play it like a challenge. Like I'm going to, I'm going to make this dude like me. And, yeah. and it, it wouldn't happen the first or the second or the <laughs> third or the fourth time, but eventually there was that, you know, that grin. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I like this. I like this dude. <laughs> yeah. And 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 getting to develop a friendship with those people, man, yes, life man. was easy because yes. you'd be on a call and he they would roll up and he'd be like, Hey man, hey, quit quit giving this dude a problem. Yeah. And then boom, everybody's like, Oh yeah. And then once once they realize you're cool with him, now you're cool with them. And then now you're cool with them, you're cool with them. And that's right. how you develop a uh relationship with the community. Yeah. And the people that didn't do that, which was a lot of the the sergeants and some of the other people, they just, I mean, if they were ever getting their ass beat and they needed help from the community, mm-hmm. uh, they were not going to get help. But no. I, I bet if I was getting my ass beat, some of these dudes would have came to help me because I, I mean, I was out of it for a couple of years and they were, I had my buddy come up and he's like, Hey, this dude asked about you the other day. I'm like, Oh really? He remembers me? He's like, yeah, man. He asked about you every time I see you. And that dude, that means so much to me. Like right. the more than any, anything else in the career, just people asking about you because they remember you because mm-hmm. they had a good experience or when they remember you from a good, a good memory, you know, yeah. you know, not, you know, especially being in law, in law enforcement, if someone remembers you for something you did for them or, you know, a good deed. That's a good feeling. When for a me, dude's man. asking if, if you're doing good right. and you arrested him yeah, and he's like asking if you're doing good, like yep. what? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, but it's crazy. It's how you treat people, man. People just want to be treated by humans. A lot of these people, ha- they need love, man. Mm-hmm. Not to sound cliche, but a lot of these people that are the most troubled and this goes for everyone in your life. The people that are most angry and most, Hurt people hurt people, right? Mm-hmm. So these a lot of these people, they just need love. And they're yeah. not going to be open open arms like, oh, thanks for being nice. They're going to fight you tooth and nail and be like, man, quit being a little bitch. Yeah. Quit, quit trying to do this. Quit trying to so many times, man. What are you, what are you doing? And I just was like, you know what, man? I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep loving you. <laughs> yeah. And you're yep. going to just, eventually you're going to break. And they did. Most of the yeah. time, they, sometimes they didn't. And there is just evil people out there that just, they're just bad people. But yeah. they're very rare there's a lot less just pure evil people out there than there are people that are just hurt and they're mm-hmm. they're lashing out yeah and unfortunately a lot of these hurt people they never get that chance to feel love and they end up going through the justice system and they end up going down a dark path and yeah. uh you know as a community as people here on this planet i feel like we should recognize that more and really try to help people out yeah instead sure. of uh instead of uh you know Community policing, man. Yeah, that 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 to me is a very important 
thing for me. And and I I, I encourage my guys that work under me mm-hmm. to community police. And you know, community policing isn't, you know, I don't know if people understand what the, the, the definition of that is. Mm-hmm. But it's it's more than just showing calls, arresting people, serving warrants. Community policing is is being more involved in community, mm-hmm. you know, so that your community can trust you. Yeah. You know, and it could be something as so so small as, you know, pulling up to the school, having a conversation with a kid out there, you know, making sure they're having a good day. If, you know, just today, you know, had to go get more coffee from Food Line. So I stop in at Food Line and while I'm in there, I just talk to people uh, mm-hmm. that are in there. You know, a lot of these people are residents within the little town. And, you know, ask how their day is going. You know, yeah. w- one of the girls that works there, you know, she um, she was walking out, said hey to her, could tell something's bothering her. Mm-hmm. So I turned around and said, hey, you're, you know, are you doing all right? You know, she let me know, but, you know, her son's, you know, going through something or whatnot. But that little bit right there let her know that, hey, I recognize yep. that something's going on with you because you didn't look the same, you yeah. know. And and that's because I've, I've been reaching out to these mm-hmm. people, making sure – you know, that, that they know that, that I care, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I, I can't stress community policing enough. Mm-hmm. You know, that goes such a long way in, a, in this career. You know, it, it's 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 easier to tr- to attract, you know, bees with honey mm-hmm. than it is vinegar. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's how they say it. I don't Something know. like that. Something <laughs> like that. You know, so you just got to you got you got to be able to put yourself in other people's shoes yeah. and try to understand where they're at. Yeah, you know that's big. Put it, yourself in their shoes. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, you got to get on people's level. Mm-hmm. You got to understand, and it's just such an important tool. Like I was saying, being a chameleon, you yeah. got to adapt. To Good points, man. Those every, are some. You said some really uh, profound things today, and I think that just goes to um, the fact that you're accomplishing what you're accomplishing. Um, I think that they they did a good job selecting you. Um, I know what kind of a person you are. I'm big on like energy and, and stuff like that. And you got good energy. You got good vibes. You're good, good dude. And you're a hard worker. And it's a good mix of uh, you're tough, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're tough and you're not going to deal with BS, but you're also not a jerk. That's and, my and thing. That's, that's exactly who I am. Yeah, man. Yeah. I got you. I, I, I can be your best friend. Yep. You know, we're, it, but the moment you turn into an asshole. Yeah. I'm really good there's at being nothing, an asshole. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, it's no. okay. And some people need that. Some people yeah. need that that tough love because mm-hmm. it's like like we, it goes back. Like everybody's different. Everybody needs to be, you know, uh, dealt with differently. And that's the thing. Same thing with schools, right? That's why they issue in schools. Everybody needs to be taught differently. Everybody mm-hmm. needs to be handled differently. Everybody's very unique. People are yep. very unique individuals. And uh, I think that if you just try to do a blanket way, you're with. Everyone, you know, you're not going to have a lot of success. 100%. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think, you know, we've covered a lot today. It's been, you know, kind of like a little more like uh, keeping, the, keeping the theme of like self-improvement, which mm-hmm. is nice. Um, yeah. If if anyone is uh, like in, in law enforcement right now, I'm going to try to like market this to that community. I hope it hits an algorithm because this is like a pretty – Pretty awesome interview. Somebody, it's the youngest uh, police chief in North Carolina, guys. And um, just watching, you know, him and listening to what he's saying, like really take that in. If you're if you're in a first responder position um, or in any type of position in life, like this dude is accomplishing cra- a crazy thing at such a young age. And it's an awesome opportunity to have him on the, the podcast. Um, and I thank you for coming today and you know talking with with me and, and just being flexible and stuff like that no oh, thank um, you man i mean i, I definitely appreciate it like, this means this means a lot to me no nah, it means a lot to me <laughs> <laughs> it means a lot to me because you know we went to be let together um and uh seeing what you did man and just surround yourself with with good people um people accomplishing stuff that's that's the name of the game yeah and it's uh it's pretty cool pretty cool feeling bro yeah well one thing i do want to say is and i mentioned this the last time i saw you at the gym yeah I'm proud of you, man. Hundred percent. You know, we get a load of this guy. <laughs> you're like water, man. Yeah. Okay. You, you form to what's going on around you. Yeah. But you also don't conform mm-hmm. at the same time to to what's going on around you. You know, Appreciate you can that. you can move and shift into what you want to do. And you know, talking about you know things weren't going good for you, but you uh, you adapt, you overcame. Mm-hmm. 
and you tried something new. And that's yeah. one thing I appreciate you more than anything. Yeah. Is that you never stayed in a situation that you didn't that you didn't like. Mm-hmm. You know, you always you you've always done things, at least tried it out. Mm-hmm. And a lot not a lot of people have that. Not a lot of people have that drive. Some people they just get they they, they stick yeah, they get complacent. They stay in one spot and they just deal with it. Yeah. And you know, you've never been that person. You well, know? I appreciate that. That's so definitely not, you, not me. Man. That's not definitely not me. And I appreciate that you taking notice of that. But yeah, that's another good thing too, guys. If you if you aren't happy with whatever you're doing, um, and you feel like you're stuck, you're not a tree. No. We got two legs for a reason. No, man. Get up and move. Try something else. Exactly. You may not you could be one of the best things ever at something and you haven't even found it yet. Yep. No matter what age you are. And you'll never ever know unless you uh you know, you move and you try it and you try new things. Um don't be scared to fail. Yeah, and don't be scared of failure. Failure Lord is some of the some of the best tools to learn yes. from, man. Hundred percent. You know, it you know, I I've got ideas that I'm I'm doing right now at the police department mm-hmm. and they're new things. And if I fail, I fail. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You I'm know, sit what? there and be like, "Oh my god, what are I'm they going to think right. of me?" Right, <laughs> I'm gonna learn from it. And I'm gonna build something yeah. better. And if that fails, I'm gonna build it again. And, and some some will even argue that that's a necessary step in the process of creating something, mm-hmm. you know, really great is failing over and over again. Oh yeah. There's a lot of you know science and a lot of statistics to back that up. A lot of your people who have made it finally made it, they failed time and time and time again. But you don't hear about that. You only hear no. about the the success stories, but nobody exactly. wants to talk about the failure stories. But you know, as you and me know, I mean, I'm. I can't, I, dude, I think back to like my law enforcement career, man, so many times just straight embarrassment, mm-hmm. sheer, <laughs> keep you up at night, embarrassment mm-hmm. stories, but those were necessary to help me grow. And everyone has them. Yeah. Everybody's got those cringe, embarrassing stories they went yeah. through and it makes them a better person. Yep. But, uh, yeah. So I appreciate the kind words and, um, I think we're going to probably wrap it up here. Uh, if you guys want to, um, email us, if you have any questions, uh, for, chief keys over here um and you and you want to contact him directly um i can uh, message him or email him you guys can send the emails to freefallmindset at gmail.com freefallmindset at gmail.com um i haven't been able i actually didn't check the emails before the podcast but i did see a couple in there um for questions but i was going to save that for a different podcast i'm probably going to do a podcast uh again this week just kind of me talking um after the interview today so you guys can um if you if you want to this will be uploaded today. If you guys want to do uh, questions, send them to that email. But um, appreciate it. Thank you so much Thank for you. hanging out. And we're probably going to have you on again eventually. 100%. So um, we'll see see what happens. And as we get more of an audience, you know, I definitely, if it doesn't hit the algorithm or whatever, we'll have you on here again. Um, kind of the same type of message. But we'll, we'll, get, we'll get your message out, message out there. I think it's really important for young uh, people in their careers of any career, but especially law enforcement to listen to somebody that's made it. Um, you can't fake this stuff, guys. Nope. He's that badge is real. This ain't a, this ain't role playing. This isn't a uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a real life. And we're in people like him are out there changing the world and making a difference and uh, causing a ripple effect, a good ripple effect in time. And it's going to really uh, change the world that we live in. That's very important. And I think that people need to realize that you have that same power. Yep. He's you know, he was just a regular dude saying these nuts <laughs> in the academy, uh, joking around, and he made it uh, to where he is now. And uh, you guys have the same opportunities. So thank you again for for joining us. We're gonna wrap it up here. Um, again, if you want to email us, go ahead and email us, up and uh, we'll answer some of your questions. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good rest of your day or night, and stay fresh. <laughs>